Tuesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch for day number two. Here we go. Of the beatdown. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to the grind. Again, uh, Tuesday edition. On your, If you're on your way home, uh, I hope you're, you've had a good day. And if you're on your way in, I hope you're going to have a good day. It, it's a good start if you've got us tuned in. I'll say that. Yeah, I think it is too. You want to hear what we got to say and uh, – it's uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Well, talk, talking about Tennessee, you know, yesterday's show honestly was a. Uh, I don't know if you call it Monday morning quarterback, armchair, what have you, but uh, you know, soap boxes were out yesterday. Yep. We we knew how to fix it, and I still feel like we know how to fix it. But you know what? Uh, today, Carson came out. Uh, we ain't got to fix it real quick. Uh, right. We got a little time to think about it as uh, as Texas A and M their little COVID outbreak has forced a, a postponement. Uh, Tennessee, Texas A&M moved to December the 12th. Right, so after uh, the Florida game. So as a lot of people were saying, hey, Florida's our last game of the season, let's end off with a bang. Looks like we're going to have to slide Texas A&M under them, which honestly is what's going right now. Maybe it's a good thing we don't play Texas A&M this Saturday. Well, I, you know you know what I'm going to say. That's seven more days you can get Harrison Bailey ready to go. I know, and I think, you know, as much as we say that, we want them to. I don't know what they're going to do. Over and done with. I, but, you know, I hate that for Texas A&M because, honestly, they're having one of the best years yep. since Jimbo's been there. Honestly, it's the reason they pay him the money they pay him. And uh, and they were on a collision course uh, to, to really – I mean – They've already sealed their fate with Alabama beating them. So if Alabama doesn't lose, it's going to be tough on them not to be, uh, you know, to get in the the SEC championship, what sure. have you. But I mean, they're they're uh, they're in a a zone to where Alabama trips up one time, and and it could be it could be in in for Texas A and M. So I think they were having a really good season. They wanted to continue to do so, uh, but a couple positive tests has got them sidelined uh, again. The the benefactor of it, I think, is Tennessee. I think a, a team, you know, by weeks and and off dates, they have a, a an ebb and flow to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're if you're a team that's just rolling, and which I think post post Alabama game, I think Texas A and M's been rolling. Yeah, I do too. I think, uh, you know, Alabama. I think they're the best team in the country this year. I think putting well. I mean, with with Waddle going out, obviously that's a big thing to them. But I think Devontae Smith is playing great for Alabama. But I think that team as a whole is a Beast this well, if you, year. If you ask ABC though, Notre Dame's like the best thing. Oh, I know. Well, they love them and NBC. But I just wanted to get hooked up. I'd like play them. I'm, I'm yeah, good with. I want to see it because but, it'll be 45 to nothing at halftime. But I mean, you look at Texas A&M. They they beat this Florida team that just annihilated right. Georgia there this right. past Saturday. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate for them. And and again, I, I wish them the best. And I think it's in the effort of caution. There's the date backed up there, the 12th, mm-hmm. that was available. So therefore, you take it. Uh, so that's what that is. But, uh, you, you know, we've, we've been sitting here and talking and, and, you know, again, Carson brought that to the show as, as, uh, again, 
the the cellular service lack thereof at my daily grind uh, did not allow me to see that real time. So he brings it to the show. So that's where we started with. But immediately, like I'm like, oh, that's good. Seven more days to get somebody ready. Right. But then I go, oh, but that means we end with Florida and mm-hmm. Texas A&M. Arguably, yeah. at that time, if if they don't if they don't slip up somewhere, both of them, that could be two top ten teams, if not top two top five teams. Exactly, because Texas A&M just moved up to number five, and like we've said, they've having a great season. They're a scary team. I think Kellamon's playing great. But then also you got Florida beat Georgia. I would say a beat down in Georgia. Oh, yeah. um, and I would say Kyle like Trask is playing great. Yeah, and you look at it, these quarterbacks in the SEC, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, these guys. Jared Garantano. Uh, well, I was going to say I'm those just, guys are good, just, but, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, Jared Garantano, I, I don't know. I don't – we've we, – just let's not even get started on Jared Garantano. Today. I just – like, at this point, I'm like, it, it, you, you know there was that time in the middle of the year where it didn't matter what happened if – if like the bag broke, you know, walking groceries in, you're like, oh, COVID. Yep. Like everything was COVID. <laughs> I feel like with Tennessee football, that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah. We're like, oh, JG. Oh. I know that's how it is. That's he's the story of the. Like I said yesterday, put him on that back of the um, scoreboard up there in Neyland. Or oh milk gosh. carton, whatever. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. We I. Look, I just want a quarterback like these guys have. I mean, I think we could be a, a whole lot better. I would tell you. Um, but we we definitely have said it multiple times, so I just don't think he's the starter for us. Well, and and who knows? I, I don't know that. I don't know that anybody really knows who the starter should be, could be, might be. Uh, Chris Winkie talked to the quarterback club today. Did you see? Did you see those comments? No, I didn't. What? We will uh, we'll look at those at break, and then that'll be segment number two. Don't want to miss that. But uh, Tennessee, Texas A and M postponed. Not the only postponement for the weekend. LSU, of course, had shut down their program, paused for some positive tests and some contact tracing. A lot of starters, a lot of different kids. Uh, They actually, the Alabama game, Alabama-LSU game has been postponed. That's huge for for networks. That's huge for those two teams. Honestly, LSU's probably like, don't have to do this in prime time. Yeah, they're they're rough right now. But, you know, have you – you remember at the beginning of the season, did you know the the, the, the little – I don't know what you want to call it. The It, it was going to be kind of a homecoming of sorts for college football and sports and, and all the things. This Saturday was going to culminate a lot of things. The Masters was going to start on, I think, CBS mm-hmm. at like 6 a.m. Oh, really? They were going to go from, I think, 6 to 6 and do – it might have been 8 a.m. But anyway, they were going to basically wake up with the Masters – they were going to go all day with Masters coverage, and literally at the drop of the, you know, once they finished that the round, they were going to kick to Alabama LSU. And again, preseason early on, you're like, man, if if 2020 could be bad, what this could be just the the icing on the cake. We've done it, we've made it. You've got the Masters, you've got you know Tiger Woods bringing it back, you know, seeing if he can get it done again. And then you've got Alabama who's battling the defending national champion. All of this was going to be one big day of sports. Yeah. And now one LSU's pretty 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 garbage. I mean, yeah, the, they're they're really bad. What is it is it still is it still new new to say hot garbage is that is that a is that's, that a that's not a common uh, phrase that people use now but I is mean, that like yeah, so 2000 sense. is it like 2018? Yeah, more like maybe 2000 
Don't. Seven. Really? You think hot garbage is that old? Hot garbage? I don't know if I've heard that much. Well, I am from a different different But locale. I will agree with you. I think they are hot garbage. We need to get that restarted. I think hot garbage is, I mean, you could, you Tennessee's offense. I mean, there's a lot of places you can install <laughs> that word. Yeah, you could install that word everywhere, and it, it just fits. It so, does, yeah. But anyway, uh, what's, a, what's a good 2020 word? Like um, a, a phrase that means very bad. Well, let me let me think about that. Um, You're a social media guy. What's a good hashtag for bad? Quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. 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 Rough. Yeah, rough. rough. Yeah, R U F. Awful. R U F. Garbage. Rough. But uh, Alabama LSU. Uh, that was not going to be the the um, the marquee matchup uh, that that I think we planned on early preseason. But it still was going to be an SEC West showdown. It was going to be an opportunity for for possibly LSU to come out of the shadows a little bit, maybe show that they've got a little life left. It was going to be Alabama another opportunity uh, to show that Mac Jones is pretty good, to show that the, the, the receiving depth that they have, show those running backs, and then ultimately that defense to really show that they're very, very good. Ain't going to happen. Nope, and a lot of people wishing for that. I mean, it's a rivalry game, and uh, it could have been a big day, and anything can happen in a rivalry game, like I say, but just didn't happen this time, and uh, going to have to wait till all this COVID stuff uh, wipes away from the program. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, you, you know, Monday's decision to postpone Auburn-Mississippi State, uh, you, you know, that game's gone. Tennessee-Texas A&M's gone. Alabama-LSU's gone. Uh, again, it's a it's a little bit of uh, you know who's who right now and who's not playing this weekend. The SEC said in a statement, the opportunity to reschedule the Alabama LSU game will need to be evaluated, and and that the rescheduling of games on remaining SEC football schedules may include December the nineteenth as a playing date. So again, we just continue to play football, just push it on out. Uh, all 14 SEC athletic directors on Tuesday agreed that the conference should use December 19th, so I think that opens up a little yep. bit of expansion there as a makeup date for any teams that had games postponed and aren't playing in the title game. That would also be on that day. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that's – you know, you ever um, – you ever? I mean, it's that whole college, you know, I'm going to be drafted number two overall. I don't play in the bowl game. Do you think there's a little bit of that to be had? Like, they're playing for a championship today. We're playing for playing. Yeah, we're playing for a bowl or whatever. Well, I don't even. We don't even know how that's going to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, they said. I think they said at the start of the year that they're going to try to get everybody to play a postseason game, but then they're going to separate New Year's Six and playoffs. Is what I believe is going to happen. But I'm not for sure because if you look at it, you know, you're usually in a normal. Uh, year you're getting your 12 game schedule and six wins get you but I don't understand how this one's working they really haven't come out and said what amount of games you have to get to get your ticket to a bowl game so that'll be surprising to see but as of right now I don't know if Tennessee's going to make a bowl game I mean I just don't I don't know I'll be honest <laughs> Jim Moore Jr. is about to come back out again playoffs gotta win a game first we gotta win. We gotta we gotta show that we we deserve to to be in a bowl game. No, not this year. Like you know, um, oh oh Scott Woodward, 
uh, which is LSU's athletic director, said, we're disappointed that there will be no football in Tiger Stadium this weekend, but we will always prioritize the health and wellness of our student-athletes and continue to follow the league's protocols in order uh, to safely return to play. Um, I think that's ultimately what what it what should happen. That's what needs to happen. It's just unfortunate. Like I said, now we we've seen six uh, SEC schools impacted this weekend. Uh, the, and and I'm not sure that by the end of the week, uh, what what will actually be uh, at hand. But uh, you know, I think you just uh, you just roll with it. I mean, you 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 get in there and and we'll just have to pick new games. I mean, we don't have to pick that game this week. We'll just jump on jump on another one. Yep, just I mean I don't know what uh, I expected Alabama to dominate, but I like to see games and uh, we'll see when they play. So I think that like we said, the December late December kind of thing is the move for them. So if you're just tuning in uh, again, Tennessee Texas A and M postponed will be rescheduled for December the twelfth. Uh, Alabama LSU uh, that is to be determined as the yeah. reschedule date. Uh, as Alabama could very potentially uh, be be getting ready for an SEC championship, and again, I think they're wanting to look at the the I don't want to say fairness, but that's really the best word. Yeah. If Alabama's got to play on the twelfth, but the team alternate to them is not playing, uh, how that dynamic would work. So I think they're going to look at it and see what has to happen, and really, if the uh, the playing of that game is relevant. Uh, again, I think if Alabama has a two-game lead and their counterpart from the East is not playing on the 12th, it really doesn't matter. Why play that football game? Why put that 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 out that out there? But you know, I think it's all a, a matter of you got to see what you need, what you have to have, and uh, and reschedule accordingly. But uh, again, the big news is Tennessee, Texas A&M will not be played this weekend. And how will Jeremy Pruitt and staff kind of uh, regroup and uh, hopefully use some time uh, yeah. to uh, to get some of these uh, young guys? ready to play let's uh let's take our first break of the day listen to these fine sponsors when we come back i'm gonna i'm gonna show uh carson the chris winky interview and then when we come back we're gonna break his comments down because he has some good statements and he has some that i think you could you could say for the entire four years of anybody's career we'll talk about that on the flip side of the break you're listening to the grind 100.9 fm 8:50 a.m and streaming at wkvl.com we'll be right back You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. 
is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop 
for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition of The Grind. Carson, uh, you know, I, I just haven't found a really good spot for my soapbox yet. I, I feel like, you know, we continue to, to get it out and we, we you kind of stand on it. And, yeah. But I, I'll be honest, it works. I mean, it's it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, and I mean, it's fun. It's good for me. It's, it's good to talk about because I mean, a lot of the opinions that we have is what you guys have out there listening. I mean, and I think it's good to talk about it, break it down, and just uh, see where we're we're looking at, and see where a lot of people look at uh, this differently than what right. the coaching staff and uh, higher up people do. And exactly, you know, and, and we're not we're not claiming that our our opinion is right. I will say I think it's of the majority. Yeah. But uh, it, you know, if you have a different opinion, or if you just say, you know what, have you ever thought about it this way? Give us a call. 865-983-4310. Again, that's 865-983-4310. That's the Grind Time Hotline. Give us a call, and we'll we'll uh, we'll chat it out a little here. Yep. Uh, Carson will answer all your questions. Yeah, I, lo- I love I love <laughs> call-ins because it's good to talk about the fans that are out there too. So, so talking yep. about people making excuses or or maybe talking it out, Chris Winkie. Join the Knoxville Quarterback Club today as as their guest speaker or what have you, and uh, and I thought it was interesting uh, some of his some of his comments. Of course, he did his his normal cordial uh, intro. Uh, they asked him about Texas A and M. He said, "When you talk about Texas A and M, uh, you know that's a team coming here five and one. They're only lost to Alabama. They play really good football. Yada yada yada." You know, he kind of gives the the standard coach speak on a lot of things. But then they they start asking him what everybody's there to hear from him about. J.G., the quarterback room. Mm -hmm. Uh, They ask him about the health of J.G. He said, obviously, uh, he was taken out of the game after he took a hit, did not play in the second half. And and, and we brought in, obviously, Brian Maurer and Harrison Bailey. uh, Played a little bit at the end there. Uh, Just to try to answer your question before you ask the question, uh, J.G. will be day-to-day. The doctors will make the decision on him as it relates to his health, and I'm sure Coach Pruitt uh, will address that with the media today. Uh, But I can say this. The quarterbacks work hard every day. They spend extra time in here, and and the hard part for some of them is there were limited reps in the offseason. There's still limited reps, uh, and, and, you know, he said, you know, there's just a lot of unknown uh, as we move forward. He said, I think one thing we need to understand is when you get into game planning – and getting ready for an opponent, he said the game that's going to be play the the game that is going to be playing that game. I really don't. I think that's a bad translation right there. The player that's going to be playing that game, starting that game, needs the majority of the reps in various looks that they're going to face. He said whether it's first, second down, situational, whether it's third down, red zone, all the different things. He said so. Sometimes the guy that's not starting the game doesn't necessarily get the reps they would like. Uh, but that's all part of the process. Yep. 
Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what I heard right then. Uh, that's true across the country, he said, and he said, and in the NFL. Um, good. Okay. Uh, typically, to give you an example, as a starting NFL quarterback, if they had a 10-play rack, the starting quarterback would get eight or nine of those reps and the backup would get one or two. Uh, again, in this time with what we've been dealing with since the offseason, I think it's been tough to get the reps that we wanted uh, to get at that position. It's part of the process, learning and continuing to get comfortable in the offense so we can operate at a high level. It always starts at the quarterback. We know that, and we have to play better at that position for us to be successful moving forward. That's the plan and goal that we have every day. Yeah. Like uh, like what what book did that get read out of? That's I know. It's literally just a it's like a little small motivation like we come out and play, my players are hard. This, that's what my players are tough. Like that's what I'm reading for them at, and I can't what I don't grasp is why he won't get to the bottom of why his quarterbacks can't play ball. That's what that's what people are wanting to know. And I think just it was kind of just a what every other guy says in the in a press conference it kind of just was kind of bland to me so i like zoomed in on this next topic they asked the question uh why is harrison bailey not started or has not played more he said i think you look at it at the end of the day it's hard to play this position it's the toughest position in all of sports and when you come in as a young man and you're still trying to learn and you haven't had a spring practice you haven't had normal off season it's really hard he said there's a lot more that goes into playing the position than being able to go play catch with the football. Yeah. There's a lot of information being communicated between the offensive line, the quarterback verbally, non-verbally with the receivers. He said so there's – and then he uses a big $4 word. There's a plethora of information that has to get processed prior to the ball being snapped. And at the end of the day, a young guy that hasn't been in the system – that doesn't have the experience. It's it's a process you, that you have to go through. He said, typically, you don't see guys truly have success or, or or they get better because they have become more comfortable in the offense. He said, again, the reason that, that hadn't been – that hasn't had – Harrison hasn't had the reps. Um, he said the one thing about Harrison is that he comes to work every day. He's shown improvement to us, and we look forward to having him continue to improve. And when we feel comfortable that he's in that position – uh, him showing us, Coach Pruitt, uh, will make those decisions based on what he feels comfortable with. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'll, and, and maybe I'm reading a little too deep into things, but everybody, because I've heard Jim Chaney say, we're going to do what the head coach wants to do, blah, 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 blah. I'm reading into this that, yes, Jim Chaney's offensive coordinator. Yes, Chris Winkie's the quarterback's coach. But the decision maker is Jeremy Pruitt, and I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't either. I think uh, Jeremy's a defensive-minded guy. I know he's the head coach, but I still think it should be up to somebody that is in the position of quarterback's coach. I don't know why you have a quarterback's coach well, or, offensive, or offense coordinator if they're not going to have a play and who starts. Well, and I, you know, like Lane Kiffin's the play caller at, at, at most of his stops. I don't know that he's actually calling plays at Ole Miss, but he's normally been the play caller when he's been the head guy. I would not be opposed if Jeremy Pruitt called the defense yeah. at, at Tennessee. But I feel like you don't hire a Jim Chaney. You don't make him one of the highest-paid coordinators in the country to then meddle in in his decisions. Yeah. Like, to me, I look at him and I say, Jim, go win. 
Yeah. Whatever. I, I need you to score. I need you to score thirty points. Like I coach. like I tell like I tell people at work. Like I tell people in life. I'm gonna ask for this, and and if you want to go around your elbow to get it done, that's that's kind of your prerogative. But I just need it done. Yeah. Like I, I'm not a a micromanager, and I and unfortunately I think his experience with Nick Saban might have been a micromanager, but Nick Saban's kind of a. Uh, a freak, if you will. I mean, he literally he has a a grasp on everything, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 I, I'm trying to make sense of it. Is is it Pruitt's high school background to where the head coach is kind of everything? Mm-hmm. But I mean, you you go down you go down to Maryville High School. Coach Hunt takes care of the offense, but he has a he has very much confidence. And, and Coach White. You know, and, and that surrounding staff, that, that's why you have there is to have a little bit of help where you don't have to do it all. And it usually doesn't work and, and you know work that way. I know he came from Nick Saban. Nick Saban likes to touch everything, like we said. But I think when you have these guys, like Jim Chaney's very high paid. I think you got guys on that, like Chris Winkie, if he feels like it's up to the head coach. Everything seems like it's going back to Jeremy. Some of these guys need to have a say in it, and I just don't know how much is really their decision or not. Because right now, a lot of people think that Jeremy Pruitt's the one keeping JG in, which we still don't know. That's a mystery. Yeah, and and here's the deal. So Chris Winkie's saying all the things that you expect to say. I mean, he's literally like, I feel like I could I could do some Google searching for yeah. about thirty minutes and give the same interview. Uh, all my quarterbacks are working hard. They're a lot different. You got to teach them different ways. They're they're coming to work every day, but they don't get enough reps. Well, here's the deal: you've just been given uh, reps these next two weeks. Uh, you know, JG's in protocol, concussion protocol. And I guess in 2020 you have to line that out. He's in concussion protocol. Uh, this is this is a huge time uh, to 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 go back to the drawing board. Harrison Bailey. These are the the script out some plays, have some formations that you can work with him and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, uh, he's not going to know if he's game ready till you put him in the game. Yeah. I mean, look at Josh Dobbs. I mean, he, he didn't go to Alabama two years in a row expecting to go in after an injured quarterback, yeah. but he did it. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. made it work. He, yeah. he, he became a starting quarterback in the Southeastern Conference. So it's not out of the realm, but somebody's got to loosen the, the choker uh, that Pruitt's got on everything. Or Pruitt's gonna Pruitt's gonna ride his own fate. You know, we talked during the break. You know, going to Texas A or Texas A and M coming here, but playing Texas A and M, we don't like our chances. Right. I mean, I think that's an understatement at this point. We don't like our chances. Auburn going to Auburn. We went down there the last time, beat them. I just don't know that going to the Plains twice and getting a victory at, with the way we're playing right now, with the right way now, we're playing, is very with unlikely. JG at the starting position, yeah. it's yeah. tough. Got to play Florida December the fifth. I don't like the look. I don't either. And then you got Vandy. And Lord help if we losing them. I mean, what what do you? I mean, what is a? Uh, of course, I don't know that there's a happy moment. I think if you if you sweep, if you go four and zero. Oh, then you're just mad because you lost to Kentucky. Yeah, you're mad that you you know that you gave one up. That's how it happens every year with Tennessee because usually we play those hard games at the start of the year. Then we have like four that we might win in a row, and we're always like, dang, we could have pulled that one out and went to the SEC championship. Well, I mean, it's like last year. Yeah, I mean, it's been like that for years, we go, especially when we beat. Well, it flip flopped the other year when we beat Georgia and Florida, and then took a couple losses there late. Yeah. That was just. 
So anyway, yeah, it's it's just the uh, the the micro. Here's a here's a Butch Jones word: the microcosm. Microcosm that is Tennessee Seems like football. what Butch Jones would use. Yeah, it was on a chart somewhere, I think. Anyway, he likes those charts. I remember. But here's what I say: so so we've got four games left. We talked about Texas A and M, Auburn, and and Florida. That's that's really tough outs right now. Uh, you you have the opportunity to get a young guy in there, get Brian Mauer in there, kind of get him tuned up a little bit, get one of those guys ready to go, and and then let the chips fall where they may. Yep. But here's the question: that's the 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 I would say million dollar question, but I think with inflation, this may be the billion dollar question. Mm-hmm. What happens if we get swept? Well, uh, I think we talked about it a little bit before. <laughs> Do you, you hear that? Doom. The thump yeah. that just hit. Um, what happens if Tennessee if two and eight? I think you, yeah, no, I think I think uh, Jeremy got to make Jeremy it. loses his job. Got to make and a I change. And I think I think what's a big thing is here we we started off two and zero, oh, and we don't look good, and we lose. And the fact that we lose eight in a row, eight in a row, that I you just that doesn't sound good. Even if we just beat Vandy, just pull out Vandy, up to then we'd lose what seven. Or we would lose. No, Vandy's right after. Or so it's. It was A and M, Auburn, Vandy, so then be Florida. Six. Yeah, six in a row. And no, no, I just can't see that. I can't see somebody being a head coach of the SEC where we have changes that could have been made that were not made. And I think ultimately, if it, I think that that's my opinion, I think that. He so you make a stop. Just it, one. So so you're saying two and two minimum. I say we gotta we gotta pull a Texas A&M, Auburn, or Florida out. We have to. I think it's really important. Otherwise, because what, what are we gonna say at the end of the season? Oh well, we we did beat Vandy though. But here's the deal. Here's the deal, and and I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not I'm not necessarily on that fire fire Pruitt. I about I, said fire Butch with with a Vandy with a Vandy win. Right. I'm not for firing right. him, but I think that's going to happen. So, so I think I think you you get swept, you lose your job. Like it just is what it well, is. Well, yeah, you should. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But you beat Vandy, I think he keeps his job because it's COVID. Because okay. ultimately, yeah, if you a, look at 2020, he still has 3 SEC wins. Right. You but, know what I'm saying? I I get it, but how many times were, did we have 2 SEC wins and they were Kentucky and, and Vandy? You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is is I think if he gets swept, it's tough for him to keep his job. One, because the chirping's going to start, and then, and then what are you fixing, right? But then, but if he if he beats Vandy, I think he keeps his job with a seat that has no arms on it that's hotter. I mean, it's a red chair. Right. Well, this year I think we've had, we have a team that should – that should absolutely win more than three games. But I think I think you got to make some shifts at the uh, at the coaching staff if you and and I know everybody's going to say, well, he's changed coaches every year. That's why he can't have any stability. Not if you hire the right ones, right? Uh, yeah. Because and again, we were down to the last straw on this one too. Well, I'm just saying, like Coach O at LSU, second year of the same staff national championship. Yep. Granted, yeah. you, you you're not always going to have a Joe Burrow. You're not always going to have mm-hmm. a uh, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but or Jordan still, Jefferson. But here's the thing: you still had to coach those guys. Right. You still had to put them in position to win. And I feel like that's some of the the game too. Like offensive line play, we were world beaters in the first half. Eric Gray running all over them, but we didn't make any adjustments in the second half. Everybody ran through 
wearing us out, right? Yeah. So I, you know, if it's if it's me, if you get swept, and and again, this is not where I was wanting to go with this, but it just is what it is. Times we live in, right? But if you get swept, see you by. Uh, here's the deal. Send me a bill, fifteen dollars. If every every Tennessee fan pays ten dollars a month, we'll, we'll be fine for ten years or so. But you beat Vandy. I need to see some adjustment to your coaching staff. I think you know running back position's pretty strong. So keep Jay Graham. I think you you slide. If it's me, I think you slide T Martin to the quarterback position. Mister Winky, uh, see if IMG Academy needs you back. Uh, I think you keep Jim Chaney because ultimately history shows. He's not a bad coordinator, yeah. uh, even if he's had a bad year or what have you. Will Friend's another one uh, that I think the the chopping block's got to come down for, and and I think you you look at that, you uh you, you know you keep that going, and then ultimately if we can't defend a slant the rest of the year, you got to make some changes well, on that defensive side. If we can, if we side, can uh, so. throw more than about ten passes a game, then we should make a change because. I think the whole offensive game plan that we've ran so far, and I know we can't do much with Jarrett, but then if we can't do much with him, why is he in? Um, so Here, Here's the deal. I, if if that's all you can do is run the football, right. then just, just snap it to Eric. Yeah. You know, run the wild. Yeah, then run, just have so. him as quarterback. Or put Harrison in to get him experience on the field because I'm going to be honest. If I'm in his shoes, I want as much experience as I could have touching that field under the well, center. Well, especially considering this is COVID year, and uh, and you 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 don't have to pay for it, right? I mean, it's it's kind it of a free year. Doesn't make any sense. It's mind boggling. Well, I, I tell you what, I think it is, and and then we're gonna go to a break. I think Jeremy Pruitt, honestly, and and I don't know what you call this, laying down the gauntlet, whatever. I think he's a little scared. I think he got Brian Mauer in there a couple, you know, last year or whenever. He bam bam got two concussions, and he's afraid to get somebody hurt. You you can't coach scared. You got to go after it. So we'll see what's going to happen. But you know what? We're going to break the seal. We're going to flip script. We're going to talk NFL the rest of the show. No more Big Orange. It hurts us too much. We'll be back on the flip side. You're listening to The Grind. We'll be right back. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. 
They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Got golf? iguanifarmsgolf.com 970-7132 Whitlock and Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses serving Blunt County for over 30 years everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over a hundred employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. I hope you've stuck with us again, uh, I guess, sulking. I guess that's probably the best word to use. Yeah, We're we sulking. Did. Yeah, just just about how every other Tennessee fan is right now. We're just mad. Like, it's just mad. And, and, and yeah. here's the thing. When you try to make sense of something that doesn't make sense, it, you almost make yourself more mad just because you can't make sense of it. Yeah, I know. It, it kind of helps me, though, to talk about it and get it out there because it's almost like I want to just step in front of the team and just step in front of the coaches, just tell them what I want. And, I mean, I think, honestly, we have the same opinion as almost every other Tennessee fan because I just have a, I just have a hard time, you know, wondering what if anybody's feeling good about the program right now. You know, I, I – I don't know. I, I don't. I think. I think people feel good about the running backs. I think people feel good about certain yeah, things. Yeah, that but, is good. But, but hey, like picky. Well, I made. A, I made a rule. We got to cut this thing loose. See, look, we about we about fell right back into it. 
Yeah, I know. Well, it, it's a big hole. I'm just like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Tonight. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, NFL. NFL. Are you a big NFL guy, Carson? I am. I think I I watch it. I watch a decent amount, and I mean, I keep up with almost every sport. So yeah, I'd say I am. Like you keep up with hockey? Not hockey, soccer, or like tennis. Some random sports. Golf. Uh, I watch golf for just the majors, but so the NFL again. Both the Carson and I are Broncos fans, and yep. and that is not why we I brought him on the show. No, it it was a really nice bonus. Yeah, but, being Broncos fans, Tennessee fans. Yeah, he likes the Chicago White Sox. We we kind of differ on baseball a little bit, but he likes the Braves, so yep. kind of back on that. But in the NFL, there's been a void since Peyton left, but I'll be honest with you, the more the more youth that gets into the league, the more fun it is to watch. Like I, I'm I'm beginning, you know, guys like even like Tua, you know, it it's kind of he had Tua yeah. with me has like the Tim Tebow uh scenario. Like which Tebow went to the Broncos, which made it a little easier. But when when Tebow left Florida for whatever reason, then I could like him. Like when the only time when I saw him wearing a jersey that didn't you know have that gaudy gator on it, uh, you know I kind of I, I could like him. Kind of cheered for him, yeah. But two is kind of getting that for me. One in the way he carries himself and the way he does things. Like I don't know if you saw that when he won there this past weekend, he gave the game ball to the head football coach. Yeah, that's that's a big move right there. I'm like, you're a rookie, and and basically getting one of your first wins as a starter. The game ball comes your way, and then you give it over. So I, I really like what he's able to do. I like the youth that uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think Kyler Murray's fun to watch. I'm not really a big Baker Mayfield fan. I like the the swag that Baker rolls with, but yeah. I don't necessarily care for for what Baker, you know, yeah. how Baker plays. One of my favorite. Uh, my favorite guy to watch at quarterbacks probably Lamar Jackson. Just he's just super athletic. I mean, just uh, I mean, amazing QB up in the pro uh, area. And I think he's really brought out what a lot of NFL guys have never really been able to do, and that's uh, be able to run, be a dual threat quarterback. Because usually uh, NFL guys, NFL owners, and uh, head coaches uh, usually pick the pro style because that's what's been best in the league. You look at Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brent Favre, a bunch of those guys, Aaron Rodgers. Those guys are sitting in the pocket, can chuck it a lot, <laughs> chuck it far for sure. But Lamar Jackson's been able to do both, and I think he's done really well. So is Pat and Kyler and all those guys we've mentioned. So it's a different, different brand of football now. Yeah, and it really is because if you if you would have looked, I don't know, uh, probably ten years ago, uh, ten years is a good good limit. You know, you had RG three, you had Vince Young, and you had those guys, but really. Their days were numbered in the running category because it just just wasn't the NFL that fit, right? You know, RG3, he kind of got broke up a little bit at the Redskins, and it they were the Redskins then. They weren't the, the Washington football team. But, you know, he kind of had his day there. Um, yeah. You know, Vince Young at, at Tennessee, he had some 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 success. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about a resurgence. Like Aaron Rodgers used to be a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Like he still can scramble, but right. I mean, well, you know, he's not a he's not a Lamar or Michael Vick. You well, know, I mean, but, he's not Lamar Jack. Like, listen, like you can, it takes more than one hand to count the mobile quarterbacks in the league now. That's what yeah. made Michael Vick so dynamic is because he was the only one that could do what he did. Right. But I could argue that that I I could probably name, I could probably name six mobile quarterbacks like running quarterbacks in like ten seconds. Yeah. You want to take ahead. that? Yeah. Take I'm gonna that? count from ten. All right. 
Russell Wilson, Ten, Pat well, Mahomes. Seven. Six. <laughs> I just started late. I didn't know when you were starting. Russell Wilson, five, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Um, six. Five. Four. Three. Man, Two, I just stoked one. up. You got three. Hold on. There's more than that. What What am I missing? So I Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. You don't know anymore? Yeah, I do. Just give me a minute. Your favorite player, Tua? Tua? He, is he a running quarterback? Yeah, 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 of course he is. He's mobile. I would I would say, well, I mean, if we're talking, I mean, running, running. I mean, Russell Wilson most likely is going to sit back and he's going to throw he it. He wants to throw it, but he he's can. very mobile. Right. Okay, so if we go in that in that regard, like just very mobile quarterbacks, yeah. Justin Herbert's pretty mobile. Derek Carr's pretty mobile. You don't think Derek Carr's mobile? Did you see him jump over that guy to get the first down let's, this past let's, weekend? Let's, well, let's, let's talk about – let's brand it into like a – when you think of this quarterback, you think of a runner. So you were on that. You were on that. But I was thinking kind of like – you know what I mean? Like if I think of Derek Carr, I think of Justin Herbert, I think of a guy that's going to throw it 60, 70 yards for a touchdown, right. hit his targets most of all the time. If I'm thinking of a running guy, running QB – Oh, I didn't even say Dwayne Haskins. Like he's another yeah, guy that likes to move a little bit. A lot of people are mad bit. at him right now, though. Yeah, he's a bust, is what everybody says. But you can't really put you him on the Washington so? football team and expect him to. That's like, what I say. But that's been the story of the week so far. That and the Jets. Cam he Newton, he about Cam couldn't Newton. even say it. He was like Jets. <laughs> oh, it's ugly. It's rough. Hey, it's Cam Newton though. He he can he's mobile. He's mobile, Cam. He might have gained a little weight this year, but. I'll be. I don't know if it's that or the uniform, but have you seen his like do that he's rocking? Yeah. Like I don't understand it. Like I get the I get the the whole trendy. You know I I don't know what, but his is like not even like symmetrical. Like one spike is a different. Yeah. Like it's it, it's weird to it's put like wadded up. Yeah. It's, like I feel like Derrick Henry is the he's the standard of the cool hair. Like yeah. his full blown. I mean that thing's put together. Like yeah. I, I love Derrick Henry's hair. It's he's a beast. Sweet. You can't really tell him that's weird, anyways. No, no. I could probably bust through a wall. And he's the only person that, like Mark Ingram, you know, Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. winner, looks up and goes, "Yes, sir." Well, <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, imagine, uh, imagine uh, Jerry Garantano versus Derrick Henry. You know, Oklahoma match. I don't know. I think Derrick could play defensive end right now in college. I think Derek could probably play about whatever he wants. Yeah, like, is there anything that he couldn't play? No, he could not. Like, I mean, you could put him on the offensive line, but that's just poor use of talent, right? But uh, so, but but I think you know, he's probably not going to be your best defensive back. I mean, he's probably not going to be able to scoot it with uh, you you know Juju or or something like that and get it done. But I'll be honest, that'd be a tough first five yards for Juju. You imagine that bump off the line? He'd probably knock him down. It might be unnecessary roughness. Probably, probably yeah, knock right. his helmet off. But I, I say all that to say this: like the NFL is starting to grow on me a little yeah. bit. Like I'm liking to watch certain things, like Kyler Murray. I'll be honest with you, I cannot name in my life a time where I was like, you know, well, I take it back. Larry Fitzgerald's always kind of had a soft spot, but it's always been like, let's see what Larry's done this week. Not necessarily do I want to go watch him play. Right. I like watching Kyler Murray play. I do too. Like, when that cat pulls it down and chooses to run, like, w- look out. Yeah, he's fast. He's, he's only about an inch taller than me, and I'm, I'm – well, he's about two inches taller than me. I'm like five Yeah, eight, he's five, like nine. NASCAR, two inches off the ground. <laughs> but he's a, he's, he's a guy that would walk in a room, and he'd be a normal-sized guy. 
and his mobility is insane. I'm well, and the you. fact that he turned down the, the Major League Baseball deal, you know, ninth overall pick by the Oakland A's, I mean, that was kind of the heralded thing going to the draft. But uh, I was really nervous for him. I was like, dude, you're not going to be able to see over your offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And, that, I mean, that was a legit, a that was a legit conference. And and honestly, from a from you know, I think uh, Deion Sanders uh, kind of told him, you know, go play baseball. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and, and so when he chose to come to the NFL, I'm like, this is not going to work well for you. No. And you know, again, he's still got a lot to prove. He's still got to win more than than he has. And and him and Cliff Kingsbury, the relationship looks to be strong, but they've got to do a little bit more. But I think just the fact that he's winning football games, that he's been Playing successful, good. and and you know, really. Looks like he's won the locker room over. I think those those guys like playing with him, but the NFL has just uh, it's grown up a little bit. Like it's uh, you know Pat Mahomes is fun to watch. His uh, and I know it's not football related, but his commercials are great. Yeah, I mean the, commercials are starting to get better too. You know they're, you look they're at not they're not Peyton Manning Peytonville good. Yeah, or but, Papa John's. Uh, yeah, any of Peyton's commercials. I'm yeah. I'm kind of pro Peyton, but me too. Uh, you, you know, but but Pat Mahomes, he's a marketable guy. You know, I think Russell Wilson is kind of quietly uh becoming, you know, one of the faces of the league. Yeah. Uh you, you know, it's just you still have the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady's, the the Philip Rivers. You still have those older hats now uh that are kind of carrying the torch a little bit, the Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's hard to say that Aaron Rodgers is an old hat for me. I know you probably only remember him. Well, there, I remember him when he was, you know, he's been in the league ever since I've been. Do you remember when he was drafted? No. He fell to the, you know, he fell, I think, to pick 28 or something. He, oh, I know that. He was at the draft and he had the, uh, you, know, you know what a soul patch is? You know, the little dot under your lip. It yep. was like, it was popular probably before you were born. But uh, anyway. That's where he was there at draft day with that whole deal and had to go to the green room and back out, green room and back out. And just the fact that he's like the old hat in the NFL is like crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at Tom Brady and how old he is, but he's still, you know, playing and pretty good. Well, except for except for the last game, three interceptions. That's just unlike him. And yeah, I did not sa- start him though. He was on my fantasy team, didn't start him. He's on my fantasy team, didn't start him. I started Pat start? Mahomes. I started Lamar Jackson. Pat Mahomes is usually my starter, anyways. Yeah, why not? If you had to go top five in the league right now, top five QBs in the league, who would you go with? This is totally like I didn't even tell Carson this was going to be a question, so this no. is straight off the cuff. Um, well, I'm not saying I'm in order. Good or, deal, good deal. So I think I'm for, just going to say the top five that I think, and then if you want me to, I can put them in order. But I'd say Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson are two. Um, I think Russell Wilson, yeah, is in there. Um, I look at it and I, I look at Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's playing great this year. But the, if I'm talking about this year, um, man, I still, I still think I still think Tom Brady's got to be in the top five. I know even though he had a bad year or I mean a bad game last game, he's still Tom Brady and he's still doing really well. I think he comes in, you know, in that top five too. But then uh, that fifth spot's a hard choice. You're gonna have to come back to me for that one. You know who that is. It's the one who's throwing the most touchdown passes. My top five is is very similar. It's hard for me to put Lamar Jackson in there. I know he's the reigning MVP, uh, but I don't know. I just still think that's a I still think that's a niche kind of situation. I, I think yeah, there's he some struggles versus those tough teams. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, you can scheme for him because he he likes a certain look to take off and run, and if you scheme right, you can kind of disguise it, and then he takes off and run, and there you've got him. But 
you know, I think and kind of not in any particular order. I think Pat Mahomes is is right up there. I think Lamar Jackson's in the top five. I, I would argue that he's down on that list. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to put Drew Brees and Tom Brady in the top five. And the reason being is, is when I say top five, and it's the way I always did it when Peyton was in the league, which he, he de facto was number one, and you just pick the other four. Yeah. But I look at it as if I want one guy to win me a football game, who do I want? And I'm not saying, you know, well, what if you needed to get in field goal range? Well, I'm talking about seven points. Who can who can score me? Who can get me there? And I'm gonna. And this is probably gonna show my age, but it's gonna be Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Pat Mahomes, and probably Lamar Jackson. And and he doesn't have the street cred to get him there yet. I don't think he's had enough opportunities to do that. Uh, a guy right on the cusp of it's Aaron Rodgers. He's right on the outside. No, I agree. Uh, I was torn between him and Drew Brees. I like I like year. Russell Wilson. The problem is he's not always had he's not always had the best. Uh, he's not always had the best pieces, yeah. and he has an, a tendency to to not see a place and and throw into coverage. Um, but those are the guys that I kind of feel like, and I feel like that that odes to to older NFL because a lot of these guys are, are going to come up and do some things. But I think a guy to watch out for, and I, I've liked him since he played in college. Uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be a really good NFL quarterback. You know, I don't think he's on a ton of people's lists of of the next big thing. But you watch, he he will have a long career in the NFL because he's very smart, yeah. he's very athletic, but he can throw the football. I think that's that's what's going to separate him and Pat Mahomes uh, from the rest of them. Well, last year, I mean, he had a great year last year, I think, coming out and being talked about at one point in the MVP race because he was, you know, he was playing really well. But, uh, yeah, he's just having a struggling team. But obviously, I think has, how Houston replaces Bill O'Brien – uh, will dictate how yeah. how Deshaun yeah. Watson's career goes. Well, we'll see if he if he stays there much he even longer. Stays, yeah. Um, but you know, like we talked about those, you know, I had three guys that are dual threat quarterbacks in my top five. So it's kind of weird because I mean, if you've grown up watching the NFL, I grew up watching it, and usually I didn't see a quarterback that would get away from the pocket and run twenty right. yards because usually what they tell you is you better watch out those defensive line are going to rock you. And yeah. um, I, I think another guy going to your thing now have a great um, year in the NFL, and I've said I think Joe Burrow is going to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. Think so? I really do. I think with him coming in, rookie just coming right off the bat into the former team that didn't even win a game in the NFL, I think in him winning just maybe one or two and having a tie, pretty good for him just to have you know you know you not know a lot uh, of weapons. If so, if you uh, talk about we're, we're all over it, but. Uh, you know, those are your top five. Mine has a little bit older hands in it. Um, but if uh, you talk about off-season moves, you know, there's some some guys out there. You know, Dak's going to be back with the Cowboys, yep. they say, yep. in 21. Uh, you know, is he the guy? Is he is he the one they want? It, do, do they look to move space? And is Deshaun Watson on the market? I tell you, and this is a way too early moment, Deshaun Watson, there's one location that, that if I was the rest of the league, I'd be scared to death if he moved. Which one? Chicago. Yeah, I, I agree because I think they're they're having Mitchell Trubisky and um, oh, Nick Foles. Uh, Nick Foles and such, and they got a, they got a defense that's scary, and they got a couple weapons on that offense that I think could be interesting to see what their quarterback situation is going to do here in the offseason. But if you have like a, a top two, bottom two in the NFL right now, who you got? Top two best teams and top yeah. two worst well, obviously, top two worst, uh, I think, are the Jets and, oh, man, 
the Jets, the Jaguars aren't too good, so I'd probably go Jets, Jaguars at the Jets, bottom. Jets, Jags, two. I get it. Um, top two, I think, uh, got to be Chiefs up there um, for sure, and Steelers. I think you got to go with the undefeated Steelers. Yeah, Steelers, Steelers, and Chiefs are my top two. I know Chiefs lost that tough one versus the Raiders, but I can't argue with you. I can't argue with you. I like his picks. That kid knows something. He's a good dude. But Carson, thanks for coming in, yep. man. Always fun. And, uh, you know, we'll look to do it again soon. But uh, if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care. Be safe. And, yes, grind on.